All right, this is Chris with Be Podcast, where we discuss black LGBT issues and topics. And I have a guest today that, you know, I, I, I see him online a lot. <laughs> I see a lot of events he's also promoting. And I basically said, you know, I want to kind of find a little bit more about this particular individual who actually happens to be the CEO of Titan Entertainment. And he actually does a lot of things, especially I do see what's happening over in the Atlanta territory that he's a, a part of. So I wanted to bring him on as a guest. And number one, to talk about entrepreneurship, talk about his history, and also some of the upcoming events that he's definitely part of. So please welcome Mr. Tao Fee. How you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so honored. No problem. No problem here. You know, sometimes I actually see a lot of brothers doing some things that is like, you know what, I'm interested to know who this person really is and interested to know exactly what it is this person does. Now, let me tell you, I've interviewed authors, promoters. I've interviewed, I'll interview a lot of people, professors, you know, and they always seem to interest me in terms of what they're currently doing within community. Now, what I've actually discovered a little bit more about you, uh, what actually made me discover you was the fact that you're currently ambassador of a major event that's coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but also that you are also CEO of your own company. But you started off a little bit different. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your history within entertainment, first off? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is new for me. I'm not used to talking about myself as much. That's good. For so many years, I've been behind the scenes All right. and just kind of staying in the shadows. With National Geographic when I was 15. Okay. I had a feature role in a reenactment film called Surviving the Super Twisters. Wow. And that was kind of like my first... Um, bite of the apple, so to speak. And from there, that was it. I knew I wanted to perform. I knew I wanted to, you know, do all these things in art and entertainment. But my first experience on the movie set and well, from there, and I just hit the ground running. Now, when you say hit the ground running, what, what do you mean? You, you, you started, you just kept acting more? Was acting more the focus in your beginning of your career? Acting was actually the first focus I had. I always liked to dance, but I was always told I wasn't a good dancer. But <laughs> that changed later. Um, I got involved in theater when I was about the first or second grade. Okay. And I performed theater productions up until well after high school. Um, in high school, though, I got noticed at a few performance camps and a few people saw something in me and they, they took me and they molded me. And one of those people was Dr. Tommy Stewart. A lot of people know her from In the Heat of the Night okay. and Walker, Texas Rangers. She's um, the dean of the arts program at Alabama State University. Okay. Oh, wow. She, That's pretty cool. Yes, yes. She's amazing. Her resume is forever long. We spend the entire night talking about it. But I like to feel that I feel like she saw something in me in one of her theater camps because we had it out. <laughs> you know, it was all love in the end, but... She was yelling, throwing shoes and everything, but it was, it was because she <laughs> wanted me to get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay that that's... something I was not getting, and okay. she was going to drive her point home, and she did. <laughs> so, well, sometimes some of us need that little hard edge push, so I guess she was that, that hard edge person to really make you get it, you know? Picture kind of person I still am. I've always been, but my problem has been seeing the finer details, you know. And she was she's one of the people that helped me see that. Gotcha. She, along with several of my other uh, dance instructors, shortly after that experience, uh, several dance studios took notice of me, and I was scholarship with two of them. And I began training professionally in ballet, jazz, hip hop, modern, contemporary. You know what? And I... all of that 
it's kind of funny because okay. I did see a few pictures of you in certain poses. I'm thinking, wait a minute, was he a dancer? And I and I noticed that you were you were actually doing a lot a couple of shows. Was that locally within the Atlanta territory or locally in other other places? Uh, several places. For years, I was a professional dancer. And I toured with a civic dance company, so I performed all over the country. Um, in Atlanta, I haven't performed as much. Uh, I did a guest spot in a production that I actually choreographed and helped uh, associate produce. Oh, wow. That was the uh, most recent performance I did about a year, almost a year and a half ago. Okay, okay. So th- this is actually pretty interesting. So when it came down to moving on up into production or being more behind the scenes, when did that become more of an interest for you? It's always been an interest, but it became kind of a dire need over the last few years. And last year or the end of 2016 is when I really decided I need to go ahead and do this because I've been involved in so many productions. I've worked with so many major names and things people don't even know I was a part of. And I kept running into the same situation. I would be burned by certain people over and over again. My ideas would be taken. People would take credit for the work I've done, you know, or I would just be kind of discarded, like, you know, my work wasn't valuable. But the next thing I know, I'm seeing it on the screen somewhere, you know. So becoming my own entity, starting my own company was really about protecting myself and the people I care about, my creative circle. Right, right. I want to keep things fair because people don't realize, like, overnight success never happens. It's a myth. It (laughs) takes at least 10 years of grinding before you get your big break typically. So people think, oh, this person just came on the scene overnight. No, they did not. I guarantee you, they spent many years putting in hard work, getting coffee, being told they weren't good enough before they finally got the right opportunity. Wow. Wow. So I got tired of waiting on the right opportunity. I actually walked away from entertainment for about four, almost five years because I was so burned out. And people I trusted, people in very high places, very well-known people really burned me. And, wow. you know, I thought I had a great relationship with these people and they burned me business wise and and personally. So I stepped away for a few years and around 2013, I started slowly easing back into things. And here I am now. Wow. Well, you know, but you know what? I think that story is something a lot of people really need to to hear. And it's I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it does not necessarily just apply only to the entertainment field, but many other fields as well. So. Basically, from 15 on now, now you're actually making a decision that, listen, this is exactly what I need to do. You finally put a step on out of faith and just started making your own way. How has that journey been for you? It hasn't been easy, I tell you that. I'll I'll be 30 this year, and for so long I've been working with people that I thought, they can make this happen for me, they can help me do this, when... In retrospect, and this is not to be egotistical, but I've been the one making things happen for them to a certain degree. And, you know, it took other people pointing that out to me. Gotcha. And certain friends telling me, know your worth, take credit for what you have done. That's not being egotistical or conceited. You just need to know your worth. Gotcha. So, I, you know, it took a while for me to really receive that, but taking that in, and I hold nothing against anyone, but I decided I needed to be the person that created my own opportunities. I needed to be the one that was in control of what I was doing. Gotcha. So that's how Kaizen Entertainment kind of came about. Okay, okay. Now, first off, how'd you come up with the name? Uh, that was that's interesting. I, I did a lot of research. Um, I wanted something different, something that stood out, but something that also means something. 
Um, and the, the meaning is kind of convoluted because I've traced a lot of languages. I'm, I'm big on linguistics. Uh, Kai is actually Polynesian for ocean. Okay. And Tan is not a word in itself, but the sound of Tan means someone of great importance, royalty, or someone that's meant or thought to change the world. Really? So my, yeah, so I kind of piece those together and Kai Tan Entertainment literally kind of means ocean of change. And that's kind of what I want my business to be. I don't want to do anything just for the sake of doing it. I want everything I do to have a purpose, to have a message. Yes, I'll entertain you. I'll make you laugh. I'll make you cry. But most of all, I want to make you think. Wow. Wow. Now, that's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. Now, now with a name like that, what type of production, what type of projects have you been really looking to do or getting involved in? Right now, one project I'm working on is a burlesque show with another choreographer friend of mine from Texas, Brent Smith. Okay. And it sounds completely opposite of what I just said. But in this show, it's really about true female empowerment and even male empowerment and really owning who you are. Not to give too much away of this show that we're working on. Right. But this is a real expression of people's inner desires and not so much anything sexual but the emotional desires people have, the mental desires, the things that people are afraid to say out loud because they think they'll be judged. And again, this is not about anything sexual. It's all about personal growth and development in this. You see them express themselves in a slightly sensual way, but it is not pornographic at all. Gotcha, gotcha. And so in this particular project, what do you want people to walk away with? What's the feelings that you want them to, to resonate within them? In this project, I want people to walk away feeling like it's okay to be, to just simply be. All the stresses, all the worries, all the things that, that hold you back, all the limitations you put on yourself because you can't say this in polite society or you can't do that in polite society. I want people to take all that and throw it away at the end of the show and say, it's okay to assert myself. It's okay to assert my desires. It's okay to be me unapologetically. Wow. Okay, okay. I hear where you're coming from. I hear where you're coming from. Now, you know, first off, I'm actually kind of excited to actually even see it myself. It's, <laughs> it, it sounds like you really are uh, are really putting forth a different change for people to actually kind of wake up and see something. When do you expect this particular project to be out? Um, I'm hoping late summer, early fall. Okay, okay. Is what we're planning for. Now, I do see you're involved in a few other things. Now, in particular, I guess you've been ambassador uh, for uh, one of the uh, LGBT Music Fest uh, events that normally seems to be happening as an excursion, like away from the, re- from the U.S., normally it's in some sort of a Caribbean area. But you've been an ambassador for a couple of years, have you? Yes, yes. I'm going to my second year as an ambassador for this festival. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of the work that we're doing to build this festival. Now, how did that? Now, how did that come about? Because I, you know, I don't know how long this particular event has been going on. Do you know? This is the actual. Actually, this is the third year. Uh, it came about. Greg Douglas created this event as sort of an essence festival for the LGBT community. So there are parties, there are game nights, there are comedy shows, 
But more than that, there are workshops on financial literacy. There are workshops on health. There are people there that can help you get your, your taxes and finances and your estate in order. That's very important for us as LGBT people because so many of us, you know, we still don't have the full legal protections that married couples say. Um, people place a big emphasis on marriage these days yeah. and the word marriage. And that's, that's still a hot topic of debate, you know, even though marriage equality has passed. But what people don't realize is that there are over 1,800 separate rights that you gain uh, with the word marriage in a, and as opposed to a civil union. 1,800? Yes, 1,800. Civil unions will offer you a lot of protection, but there are 1,800 plus additional rights that you will get having the title of being married. Wow. Okay, yeah. you just you just educated me because I never knew that. I never knew that was the situation. And this is the third year that's happening, correct? This is the third year that is happening. So we're going to have some amazing authors from the community here, public speakers. It's not just a big party. And this is really catered to the older crowd, the more established uh, LGBT professionals. 30 to 65 is our target demographic. If you're a little older than that, come. If you're a little younger than that, come. Just know it's not going to be... Um, the typical fair that, that people see going on is a very uh, mature situation, great time. We don't have fights. We don't have arguments. You know, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> not certain party. Yeah, I've been. It's great. But this is not that kind of environment. Gotcha. Gotcha. So if you want to, you know, this is catering to those older individuals that want get, to get away from the younger individuals and just have a good time with people their age and with people they can relate to, people that are a little bit more established and know where they're, where they're going in life. You know, first off, I, I can honestly say I'm actually impressed with this already. I kind of went down the list of celebrities who have been to this thing, and it's actually almost like the who's who in the LGBT community. You know, first off, I, I see my one of my favorite is Tweet. She's going to be there. So I, oh, that yes, in yes. itself, I'm kind of like, damn. All right. So, so I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should start buying that ticket right now. Uh, but there's a couple of things you, oh, you guys have live concerts, spades tournament, a gospel brunch, an LGBT film fest that's going on, drag queens of comedy. I never, ever heard of that. Uh, the Vanguard Awards. And also you have networking parties and also island excursions. This is going to be a pretty fun event. So, you know, the, for the second year, let me tell you, you know, and so basically you being an ambassador, what is your role as the ambassador of this type of event? So my role as the ambassador is just promoting the brand, informing people as I'm doing now. And I'm also curating content for the uh, film festival. So um, I'm working with a lot of moving parts here. Um, in addition to, you know, just spreading the word and piecing the other film festival, I'm working on a lot of other components behind the scene with the uh, creator of this event, Greg Douglas. And we're just trying to make this experience the best experience possible. You come away, you know, feeling edified in your spirit. You know, you come away with great new connections. So a lot of people make new friends here. And what I really love about this event is that it's not pretentious at all. You don't have those the clicks. You don't have people looking down their nose at you. The celebrities that we have, they know, you know, the kind of event it is. They know what's expected for everyone. And that's just to really be humble. So everyone has fun with everyone. The celebrities are not in a corner and you don't see them from a balcony. They're at the space tournament. It's sitting at the table with you playing space. They're at the pool party, you know, throwing you in the water. Everyone's all together. It's such a beautiful time. Yeah. And I love that the men and the women really come together at this event. We don't have enough events in our community where the men and women are really partying together. You're right. 
You're right about it. It's kind of funny. We just had a discussion not that long ago when it comes to LGBT women and men and the differences. And you're right. You're perfectly right. So this is one of the events where they all come together and pretty much are in harmony. Everyone comes together. We're all in harmony. And you learn so much from everyone, not just during the workshops, but in simple, you know, everyday conversations at brunch or at dinner. This is going to be amazing. We're going to have 13 plus restaurants on the resort. This is all inclusive with your price. Uh, the resort is 24 hours, so any service you need, you can get it at any time. And it's one of the most beautiful experiences I've, I've ever had, honestly, which is why I'm back a second time. You know, I've really learned over the years not to just associate my name with any and everything because it looks fun or it's popular. This is something I truly believe in, and Greg Douglas has done an amazing job putting this all together and putting together the group of people that really make this thing work. Wow. Well, you know, I got to get Greg on this this podcast. I, I want to yeah, find you, out. you have to. Because <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I have rarely have I heard an event like this occur, especially for LGBT. Especially for LGBT. So, uh, yes, uh, yeah. now, this is one of the events. This is your second year. Like I said, congratulations on that. Any other projects you have coming in the, in the within the year? Um, right now, I'm doing a lot of writing. So, I have some film projects. Some I've had to shell because... Again, running a production company is not easy. You have to deal with crews. You have to deal with investments and, you know, financing. So it's a big wheel. The uh, next thing um, that's set in stone is the Gentleman's Ball that's coming up later this year with the Gentleman's Foundation. All right. Uh, the exact date has not been set for that, but it will be this fall. Okay. I know that. Gentlemen, so you, that's the next major thing. And that's also something I've heard through the years, too. Now, keep in mind, because I'm in South Florida, so a lot of the things that are normally taking place, sometimes I never really find them out if I'm not within the the black hub, meaning Atlanta, uh, D.C., Chicago, you know, even Houston. If you're not within those, those black hubs, sometimes you just don't really find out about events like that, which is one of the reasons why this podcast is so important, because I want people to be able to know what else is going on out there now the gentleman's ball can you give a quick explanation about that so the gentleman's ball is a charity event that the gentleman's foundation has every year uh this year will be the seventh annual gentleman's ball so um i think this is going to be a really amazing the gentleman's ball is people from the community coming together men and women even though it's called a gentleman's ball <laughs> women you are welcome <laughs> as well our, our trans community you are welcome as well but it's really a fun night of fellowship. We're honoring each other and trailblazers in our community, people that just simply do the work. You won't only see, you know, the faces on TV honored like uh, Jussie Smollett. You're going to see everyday people in the community honored for the work they do, people that are often overlooked. Uh-huh. And the main purpose of the Gentleman's Ball is uh, to raise funds to create new initiatives in the community. Uh, one that um, is very dear to my heart is our impact program when I was um, – running a program with the Gentleman's Foundation. It is a mentoring program for young, gay, bisexual, and trans men of color, which is something that's desperately needed. We also do uh, food drives. We do coat drives for the homeless in the winter. Uh, and we give away scholarships. I think this last year, the Gentleman's Foundation gave away over $10,000 in scholarships, if I'm not mistaken. And the ball actually raised fifty to sixty thousand dollars, which wow. was amazing. Wow. They didn't expect that much. So wow, that's amazing. really nice. That's really good. 
you know, I got to tell you, you sound like you're doing some things that are not just simply just doing, but they're also impactful and they're making uh, a lot of positive waves throughout the, about the community. So being the fact that you are now your own man, you're doing your own thing and doing your own production, what are the three things that you would tell any LGBT entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? What are the three things you would tell somebody right now? Oh, wow. Uh, number one, know yourself. Mm, know yourself. Number okay. two, be intentional. It, whoa, can you expand on that a little bit? Be intentional. What do you mean? <laughs> because there are so many people in our community that are doing things, and even outside of our community, and they're doing things for the sake of doing them, just for the attention, the fame, the popularity. But you have to realize that once you gain a platform, you have a certain amount of responsibility. True. No one is asking you to come out and save the world, but you have a certain responsibility that you gain with that fame and that attention. And you have to really sit down and ask yourself, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to be impactful? How will I hurt or help someone with this platform? I've learned from my mentor, Linnell Williams, as well as Juan and G. Smalls from the Gentleman's Foundation. They started the foundation. I was working very closely with them. They're like my big brothers. And I've learned so much from them and being intentional is one thing those three men have taught me over the years. Wow, being intentional. And what would be the third lesson you would say? Stay grounded. Stay grounded. It is so easy to get, you know, the big head, as they say. It's so easy to lose track of yourself. And it's not even always about being arrogant. Sometimes you need to ground yourself in order to avoid panicking when the storms arise, you know? So it's always important to have a strong grounding point. Whatever you need to do for that, have a nice cup of hot herbal tea, uh, go meditate, go for a walk in the park, but always ground yourself. Keep your ego in check, but also keep your mental and emotional health in check. I really like what I'm hearing from you, and I, and I can definitely see some more great things coming coming down the pipeline for you, especially with a good mindset. You have a you seem to already know exactly what it is you want to do. So one thing's for sure, we will definitely any type of project you put out, let me know about it. We'll definitely give you full support and then put it out there for as many people to know, as well as all when it came down to the LGBT music fest, we're gonna put that information out. And also when it comes to gentlemen's ball, let me know exactly what it is that we can be of service and help to you, especially with what you're doing. So I do appreciate that. Oh, definitely. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for having me on. I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Again, you know what? Sometimes you just have to do things because of the fact you're just curious in terms of what is this person doing? And sometimes you just want to reach out. Now, trust me, like I said, we've interviewed professors, authors, uh, directors, uh, documentaries, et cetera. But sometimes you just have to come across people who really have an intention of making an impact. And let me tell you, I've come across some amazing individuals, and I definitely put you in that category. So thank you for coming on the show. And this is, again, Chris with Brothers to Be Podcast. And this is the CEO of Kai Tan Entertainment and Tofi. Taufi. Did I mess up again? Did I mess up again? Did I mess up again? <laughs> you were close. Okay. You were close. <laughs> first off, can you tell me where you got your name from? Can you tell me that? Oh, <laughs> uh, Tao is Mandarin. Okay. All right. All and right. yeah, my, my name is everywhere. My last name is an abbreviation of my Irish last name. My, my last name is Finkley, the full name, but it's so hard for a lot of people to pronounce for some reason. I abbreviate it, and C is actually easier for a lot of people. Go figure. <laughs> 
except for me. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is Buzzbeat Podcast signing off, and you guys have a wonderful day. I'm going to make this my entrepreneurial moment. You don't mind me doing that. And definitely entrepreneurial lessons that some of our, our LGBT brothers are out there doing. So I'll definitely put it out there. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. You have a wonderful day, okay? Thank you.